Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Hiring Talks podcast presented by Exterior, the professional recruitment platform. Here we talk about hiring, HR management, and everything related with outstanding leaders from different industries. Uh, we are Anna and Sophia, and today we're going to talk about employer branding and the role of public relations therein. Uh, should PR and HR work together? We will find out today. For this, we have invited Busta. Busta is an international IT company that builds and develops digital businesses. And the company's portfolio includes lots of uh, successful IT products, performance marketing projects, and its own investment fund burner. Nowadays, Busta is an international IT company that employs more than 600 specialists from more than 14 countries. And our guests will correct me if I'm wrong. So our guests today are PR managers from Busta, Anastasia Varun and Alina Fedotova. Uh, by the way, you can find their LinkedIn profiles in the video descriptions. Uh, hello, girls. Hi, everyone. Hello. Nice to meet you today. Uh, let's start with the intro about your company. Uh, tell us what our listeners should definitely know about Busta. Yes, thanks a lot for introducing us, introducing Booster. Um, today, Booster is an international IT company with over 600 professionals working in 39 countries worldwide. And uh, despite Booster being a remote-first company, we have four offices, three of which are in Ukraine and one in Warsaw, Poland. Um, Booster's stories began in 2014 when two guys, Dmitro Bonder and Yaroslav Baklan, decided to create their own company. Uh, back then, their first office was the kitchen in Yaroslav's apartment. And we often tell the story that in order to hire the first developer, other founders had to write a written commitment that the company would exist for at least six months and would pay him a salary during that time. And for me, it's so incredible that today we have successfully existed for nine years and every day we receive many responses and letters from candidates who really want to join Booster. And I think that this is because now we have a skilled team, many exciting projects and of course a strong employer brand, which we are happy to talk uh, about with you today. Uh, thank you for the presentation of Busta, and I think it will be interesting for our listeners to know uh, about your professional background. So how did your journey in public relations start, and how did you find out about Busta? Okay, I think I can start. My name is Anastasia, and I'm the head of PR at Busta. I joined the company five years ago, having previously worked in other tech companies such as Genesis, Denovo, and Improvement Service. Uh, but my professional path in public relations started in a quite different field. I started my career as a PR manager in a company called Visa Bridal. It is a wedding dress manufacturer, and it was love at first sight. So now I've been working in this sphere for more than eight years. Uh, when I joined Booster in 2018, the company bought a of being, you know, a growing startup, uh, there where there was no centralized focus on employer branding and communication before that. However, the employer brand is closely related to all other processes happening in the company. So where did our work begin? It started with an audit uh, to understand the current state of our employer brand. 
For this purpose, we introduced employee satisfaction surveys and conducted research among employees and candidates. Uh, then we formed our strategy, who we are and who we want to see as our candidates. The next step was to work on recognition and delivering our messages to our target audience. A super high dynamic of processes and rapid development has always characterized Booster. Over five years, we have grown significantly and transformed. We have come a long way from a small and intimate atmosphere with evening gatherings in the office uh, to hosting grand corporate parties for more than 300 people in the best hotels in Turkey. In 2022, we realized that we needed to grow our current brand concept, and it applied to both the conceptual part, as Booster started with just one educational product and now has dozens of products, projects, niches, and even our own investment funds, and the visual part, of course. That's why we embarked on a massive rebranding initiative to showcase ourselves as we are today. Alina, by the way, joined us precisely during this exciting moment of transformation. Yeah, hi again. I'm Alina, the PR manager at the Booster. I joined the company a year ago after working in PR agencies with international clients such as KLM Air France, Huawei, IBM BioFest, and others. Um, I decided to own my future profession while, while I was at school, and I bet everything on public relations I didn't make a mistake because today I have specialized education and five years of experience in this field. And I can say that when I was chosen Booster, my decision was directly influenced by well-established employer brand. So I knew that Booster is a company of opportunities that values its professionals and provides excellent working conditions. It is constantly evolving company, so there's never a dull moment here. Uh, instead, it's sometimes a little bit challenging, but always exciting. And now it's been a year since I've been involved in developing the Booster employer brand. And it's great, I think. Uh, when I joined, I, uh, as Nastya said, immediately had a deep dive into the Booster brand uh, as the company was undergoing its rebranding, the first one in the eight years of Booster existence. Uh, it's cool that you touched on the topic of uh, rebranding. Uh, maybe you could tell us more about it. How was uh, the process and how long did it take to work uh, on rebranding? I think it's quite a long-term strategy. Yeah, uh, you know, as a child grows gradually, their clothes become small for them. Something similar happened with our branding. At some point, we realized that our positioning no longer encompassed all the directions that Booster is currently engaged in. Moreover, the visual concept had strict limitations that started to blur with the introduction of new and diverse projects. Therefore, it became clear that it was time for us to consider branding. Of course, we started by outlining our requirements and conducted a large-scale tender. As far as I remember, we considered 28 contractors looking for the perfect match with whom we could collaborate. Eventually, we chose the agency Spilka, which we consider one of the best agencies in Ukraine. Overall, from the beginning to, of the tender to the launch, the entire process took us over a year. 
and we all know that company brands image may become outdated, uh, stale or disconnected from its target audience. So uh, it's interesting. What goals did you set for yourself in the rebranding, in the employer rebranding of the Busta company? Mm-hmm. It was important to us that the identity was aligned with our values, our corporate culture, and company scale. Also, the identity should be versatile, practical, and uh, uh, did not limit our creative space, unlike our previous brand style. Because, you know, branding is really crucial in attracting professionals, because specific identity appeals to certain individuals. And the corporate style should fully reveal and showcase the essence of the company and the character of its employees, reflecting its values and directions. Our previous identity was not as um, multifaceted, vibrant and dynamic as we are. So it could um, have deterred candidates we were interested in. And it was a problem. So, yes. Uh, yeah, sounds great. And rebranding is the real field of uh, close collaboration between PR and HR departments at iThink. And here exactly our topic lies. Uh, tell us more, what are the key fields in which uh, PR and HR departments uh, collaborate closely? And how does uh, PR contribute to shaping a company's employer brand? Mm-hmm. Anastasia has already mentioned that the work on the employer brand begins with understanding our target audience and what we can offer them, our employer value proposition. So the next step in the employer branding process involves PR, because public relations really plays a vital role in conveying key messages to our audience, ensuring they have heard about us, and of course, creating a desire to work with us. So in our case, the close collaboration is even reflected in our organizational structure because uh, PR division, which is responsible for internal and external communications and employer branding, is a part of the big HR department. Uh, so based on the structure of department in the Busta, uh, uh, the public relations team uh, needs to reflect company's uh, employer uh, value proposition in external and internal communications. And what strategies can PR professionals use to effectively communicate a company's employer value proposition? Promoting the employer value proposition itself aims to increase brand's recognition among your target audience. There are numerous channels, tools, and formats that can be used, but generally it falls under one of two strategies. The first one is broad coverage. You share your brand's message through mass channels such as television and large conferences, like for example a forum in Ukraine, hoping that among the vast audience there will be individuals who fit the target criteria for joining your team. This approach significantly boosts recognition, uh, but may not directly help uh, you quickly and effectively fill specific vacancies. The second one is niche targeting. This involves working with a more specialized audience. You analyze the target audience, identify where and how to read them, and then approach those channels with specific messages tailored to exactly that audience. We emphasize the second strategy, focusing on more targeted and tailored approaches, but sometimes we engage in events uh, aimed at a wider audience. For example, also we had some uh, presence in TV shows, etc.
Uh, wow, it's really cool. And I think that working with a wider audiences, they require more channels. How can PR professionals use different digital channels in media to enhance employer brand visibility? All communication channels should be distinguished between internal and external, since in developing our employer brand, we communicate both with potential candidates and our internal employees. But today, let's focus on external communications. In that direction, we actively work with various channels. And firstly, it includes our company profiles on job portals. In Ukraine, we use platforms like Doe, Jenny, Robota.ua. It, and it also could be international platforms like Indeed, Jubal, and others. We ensure that candidates can find reliable information about our company directly on these job portals. Additionally, we collaborate extensively with relevant media resources. Uh, our employees often share their expertise through expert columns, participate in interviews, and provide comments. We also manage our social media presence on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Telegram. We use these channels to share information about our company, publish useful insights from our professionals, and post current job openings. Moreover, we always take advantage of opportunities to participate in specialized events such as conferences, webinars, and workshops. And um, these engagements allow us to establish ourselves in the industry further. And recently, collaboration with um, various brands that resonate with our target audience um, also have proven to be effective in promoting our employer brand. Uh, wow, it's cool that you work with uh, such a wide range of uh, channels and uh, it's uh, interesting that you mentioned uh, Jubal because in fact we have already recorded one episode with uh, Jubal. Uh, we will leave uh, a description and link uh, in, this, uh, uh, in uh, this description because uh, we have uh, discussed uh, the remote first uh, format of work uh, in Jubal so I think it could be insightful for our listeners. Uh, and uh, what about social media presence? Uh, I would like uh, to ask, maybe you could share some uh, of the formula for success in collaboration with uh, media resources uh, as a part of uh, employer branding strategy of Booster. Mm -hmm. I believe the formula for success in media relations uh, is as follows. Relevant content plus relevant media outlets and plus proper timing. It is essential to generate topics and select article formats that interest or are useful to our audience. Also, it's crucial to understand that content overloaded with advertising inserts will simply be um, disregarded after two seconds of reading. Um, and relevant media outlets refer directly to those resources that your audience reads. By the way, these media don't necessarily have to be solely professionals. They uh, can also be certain lifestyle media that interest the audience. There is a specific qualification for different uh, communication channels where traditional media falls into the category of earned. So uh, something you have to earn. And that's why publication in specialized media have a positive reputation impact on the employer brand because candidates uh, trust more to the companies which are presented in the media. And of course, media collaborations fulfills its basic purpose on uh, informing about the company and its news, which is also a crucial component of the employer brand. And uh, what about uh, social media? 
what approach do you use in working with this channel and uh, do you collaborate with marketing department as well? I think that usually it depends on your goals and organizational structure. A social media marketing manager is already a marketing manager. You asked about collaboration with marketing department. So they are involved in promoting their company on social media platforms. However, whether to apply to the marketing department depends on the specific tasks and the tools that need to be used. For example, SMM managers often work solely with social media pages and do not handle advertising setup in the Facebook Ads Manager. In such a case, if you need some advertising campaign on social media, you have to involve a PPC specialist. And so that means that you probably collaborate with marketing department. Uh, however, there are also universal soldiers uh, who can independently handle all the tasks. Nevertheless, this is more feasible for small companies with limited workloads. And if you have quite a big company, probably it will be a separate specialist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, and I would like to assume uh, that uh, active usage of social media maybe creates more reputation channel uh, challenges uh, that are currently inevitable, in fact. And uh, what role does reputation management play in employer branding and how can uh, uh, PR professionals address uh, negative online sentiment, etc.? I think it's not only about the social media, it is more about uh, online reputation in general and about reviews. Uh, I would like to start answering this question with one metric we measure. Uh, it's the dynamics of the number of candidates who read the company reviews before accepting a job offer. According to our statistics, 71% of professionals search for reviews before making a decision. Specifically, 64% uh, of candidates from Ukraine read reviews on Dow.com. Sorry, uh, it indicates that the company's reputation and reviews uh, about working with it directly influence candidates' collaboration decisions. Consequently, when dealing with negative reviews and negativity in general, it's crucial to address them and not to ignore them. We follow this approach. First, understand the situation, discuss it with all parties involved, and determine if we made any mistakes or if it might be a slander. Unfortunately, this can happen too. Based on this analysis, we develop an appropriate action plan. If mistakes were made, we analyzed, we learn from them and make improvements to prevent such cases in the future. Uh, and of course, we communicate that open and honest communication about those actions is vital. Of course, we uh, continuously refine our processes to minimize the likelihood of receiving negative feedback. However, if it does happen, our priority is reacting and learning from our mistakes. Uh, it's interesting case. Uh, we all know that negative feedback uh, usually leads to some reputational challenges. And how can uh, public relations and HR management collaborate to address and cope with such uh, type of challenges? Mm, it's important to know that everything related to employer branding not uh, only some crisis and reputational mm -hmm. problems um, should be um, always collaborative between the HR department and the PR team. Sometimes there are some complex cases and public relations assist in preparing responses to candidates. 
and we also conduct a periodic communication training session. Together we analyze reviews and create some action plans to address any concerns or issues raised. And we have some uh, another examples of such collaboration between uh, PR and HR teams. For example, um, when uh, the scale war in Ukraine started, our HR team assisted employees with housing uh, search, relocations, and other arrangements. Uh, however, there were too many requests, and the process was uh, just chaotic. Uh, as the PR team, we created a dedicated communication channel called CareLine, uh, where all employees needed to uh, assistance could reach out. We announced and communicated this to our employees, uh, which helped streamline their requests, distribute them among team members, and provide quick and effective support. In 2022, we handled 152 such requests from our employees using this channel. Uh, additionally, in high-stress conditions, we communicated with our employees daily, sometimes multiple times a day, providing updates on the company's situation. HR managers assisted us in gathering and preparing information for those communications. Uh, yeah, I guess that uh, instant communication uh, uh, for employees during such uh, emergency cases are really of incremental importance because uh, they create like a bridge uh, between uh, the employees and the company and uh, it is really essential. And if we talk more about uh, human resources, now we've already understood your role in EVP maintenance, but what role does uh, PR play in supporting HR initiatives such as uh, talent acquisition and uh, employee engagement? And uh, does it play its role uh, at all? Mm. I always say that PR is a loudspeaker. So it's like the voice of your company. So it affects talent attraction because at the very least, it communicates the kind of professionals we are looking for and what we offer to them. A real example, if there is a need to attract, let's say, strong developers, PR can additionally participate in educational events that such specialists attend and promote the job vacancies there. Uh, it's really nice that we have discussed the situation where everything goes smooth, but let's talk a little bit about real life when something uh, unexpected can happen. So what are some common challenges that arise when PR and HR depart departments don't work together effectively? Could you share some top practices to overcome them? The lack of synchronization between HR and PR teams always leads to decreased effectiveness and efficiency and in extreme cases even to the emergence of crisis. For example, suppose the PR team actively develops the brand among students and people without work experience, while the hiring plans are focused only on experienced senior professionals. In that case, no expected results will be achieved. PR will generate a lot of interested candidates at the trainee level, with little to offer, uh, while the recruiting team will struggle to fill the vacancies with experienced senior candidates. And if internal communications are not synchronized, uh, in the best case scenario, we may face information overload and low engagement rates among employees. And in the worst case, employees may possess different sets of information leading to confusion and misunderstandings. And also there can be um, a mismatch between candidates' expectation and the company's reality. 
outdated or inaccurate information in public source can mislead potential candidates. Mm, so opportunities can be lost simply because mm, one team failed to pass information to another on time. Uh, that's uh, interesting. Could you share some top practices for such mismatch, how to cope with them, how to overcome them? How to work with this, uh, first and foremost, through synchronizing goals and processes. The HR strategy, employer branding strategy and PR strategy must be clearly synchronized uh, and complement each other. At the tactical level, it is essential to have channels for information exchange and well-established processes for such communication. I completely agree, and uh, I would like to move to a more pleasant uh, topic than a mismatch. Uh, we found out that your company is included in many international and uh, national rankings. Top 100 IT employers uh, in Ukraine, uh, top 25 employers open to talents under 25, best onboarding practices, etc. And how can the company get an award? Should uh, the PR department push uh, different awards to be included in the ranking uh, or the award commissions do it uh, independently? Uh, I was always interested in this uh, information. Actually, both of the mentioned approaches are acceptable uh, as it depends on the format and conditions of the competitions. Uh, there are rankings where companies are nominated independently without prior agreement or involvement of the PR team. For example, recently we received a letter uh, stating that the Ukrainian business um, media DLUA nominated us to participate in the top 100 employee companies uh, ranking and uh, honestly it was a pleasant surprise for us. However, there are cases where involving the PR department is critical because uh, applying to rankings requires some additional information, for example, preparing a um, company description or sharing some case study, some issues, solutions and results, and typically the PR department handles such tasks. And uh, maybe there are some must-haves of the company to be included in the ranking. Uh, or maybe you could uh, uh, add some advices uh, for our, uh, our listeners and other developing companies uh, to do something to be uh, included in such an award. I would highlight the following points. First of all, clarity of the descriptor, answering the question who we are. It is not just about receiving awards, it's essentially a primary point regarding brand development. Uh, the next point is uh, high employee satisfaction and ENPS, I mean employee net promoter score. Uh, the one, one more point is a certain level of recognition in the industry. And, of course, the presence of achievements and or impressive case studies that deserve attention. In simple terms, to receive recognition or awards, uh, there must be something worthy of this award. Uh, and maybe you have uh, paid attention to the fact uh, that uh, recognition uh, impacts your talent acquisition. Maybe some candidates pay attention to your recognitions and awards. Mm. It's so simple, honestly, because great candidates want to work for great companies and great companies receive awards. So rewards or ranking is an external validation that the company is moving in the right direction. And it also serves as a comparison with other companies. 
because you can say multiple times that you have the best onboarding program, but when you receive the corresponding award, it directly confirms that the program is not just great, but truly the best compared to other companies. Uh, I think it was the most logic answer to such kind of question. <laughs> so <laughs> there is no additional question. Every, everything is clear. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> also we found on the Booster website that you have an academy that's called Booster Academy. Uh, how did you decide to start courses? Is this a part of your employer's branding strategy? Uh, tell us a little bit more about it. I joined the company over five years ago, and at that time, uh, the Booster Academy already existed, but it was just starting to take shape. It began as an initiative of five or six proactive professionals who came up with the idea to create our own educational course. And all of them were hiring managers. I distinctly remember that their request was based on the following. From one side, it was challenging for us to hire CEO specialists, especially in builders at the entry-level entry role in this field. And from other side, candidates found it also difficult to get their first job in SEO due to the lack of relevant knowledge and understanding of how this industry works in general. Therefore, our colleagues decided to share the necessary foundation for employment in entry-level positions. They understood that even if we couldn't hire all the candidates, uh, with this knowledge, they could find jobs in other companies. As the years passed, the Booster Academy went through significant changes and transformations. Our experience and level of uh, expertise grow. Uh, allowing us to share more advanced knowledge. Now we offer courses even for senior level professionals. Additionally, after the start of the full-scale invasion, uh, we opened our courses to everyone interested, uh, providing an opportunity for people who lost their jobs to reskill and restart their careers. Uh, in 2022, more than 22,000 uh, uh, of students joined our platform. Consequently, while our training used to have a very individual approach, we had to learn how to work with larger audiences as well. Uh, and uh, from your perspective, uh, what kind of role does the Academy play among the other hiring channels? Um... The Booster Academy is not solely a hiring tool at the moment. Um, our goal is more about sharing knowledge and our expertise, which can help both entry-level professionals secure their first job and experienced experts reach their new levels in their careers. However, each course concluded with the opportunity to apply for open positions in Booster, so uh, after that, motivated candidates um, can join our company. Uh, it's really great that you have such a big mission behind the Academy's idea, not only hiring channel. Uh, I think it also plays uh, its uh, big role in your employer branding uh, and everything that is related. And if we talk about Academy in general, uh, it's a part of uh, events management. How can PR professionals use event management uh, to nurture relationships with key target audience? Most aspects related to employer branding should also be divided into internal and external categories. 
categories, and it also concerns the events. Uh, external events mainly involve participating in industry conferences with uh, booths or job fairs. Those tools allow us to directly convey information about ourselves to the target audience and attract interested candidates. It is a classic outbound marketing. Presentations, webinars, and other speaking engagement from other sites serves a function of indirect hiring. We talk about our products, processes, achievements, and relevant candidates think, great, I want to be involved with this. I want to work with this product or with this uh, cool guy. Uh, mm -hmm. It is classic inbound marketing. Additionally, there are internal events, uh, recreational activities, team building events, and corporate parties that shape the company's corporate culture and influence the level of engagement, of satisfaction, and EMPS among the current team. Uh, okay, uh, uh, Alina, Anastasia, thank you very much for your answers. And I think that we have discussed a lot of serious stuff. And uh, I think that we can move to our regular topic. It's not so serious, but it's, it's regular and our listeners uh, do uh, really do uh, like it. So uh, this is my favorite. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my too. Uh, it's uh, the regular uh, column of uh, every episode of Hiring Talks. Uh, it's called Questions Most Candidates Hate. Uh, we will <laughs> ask you some cringe questions regarding uh, hiring and uh, just imagine that you are a candidate and you are in the job interview. Uh, so, Anastasia, if you could choose a different career, uh, what would it be? Oh, such an interesting question. Uh, you know, I'm not sure about the exact profession, but I'm sure it should be the same sphere. I mean tech sphere, some another position in IT company, because I really like the dynamics of the sphere, uh, that there is usually no bureaucracy. So I really like working with uh, IT products, with digital and etc. But also, I really like to travel, so maybe it could be something uh, connected with, uh, with tourism, for example. Mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. you, you would like to try yourself as a guide? <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, I have never uh, thought about it. But uh, who knows? Travel agent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, the second question is uh, for Alina. Alina, are you enough excited? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm ready. It's not. It, it wasn't the question yet. <laughs> uh, so I have no choice. Uh, where do, <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years? Honestly, I'm a person who really like to plan my life ahead, and my friends uh, said uh, that uh, I'm a fan of uh, Google Sheets. Um, but today's world is uh, too dynamic and it's challenging to say with absolute certainty. Um, but I want um, that in five years, I maybe still working with public relations because I like uh, this uh, sphere and uh, I uh, believe that I will be dealing with uh, both Ukrainian and uh, international markets and I hope I uh, work for Booster and promoting our company at significant tech conference uh, and collaboration with famous journalists, uh, famous media, important media like TechCrunch, uh, New York Times and such. 
such like that. Uh, sounds wow. really fascinating. Uh, you... I, I think that top management uh, from Busta should definitely listen uh, this podcast uh, and find out <laughs> what uh, dedicated employee uh, they uh, they collaborate with. Yeah, totally. I would I would say uh, that uh, both of you passed uh, the interview, but uh, I will ask uh, our listeners to write in the comments uh, whether you passed uh, this interview. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, thanks for your answers. Uh, I think it's clear that PR and HR make a fantastic team, so we can say with confidence uh, that the answer for our podcast topic is a yes. PR and departments should collaborate uh, to set their companies up uh, for long-term success, uh, etc. So, uh, thank you girls for this yeah. podcast and for your time. Thanks uh, for having us and it was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you very much. It was so nice to talk to you today. Thank you, girls. And to all our listeners, don't forget to like this podcast and set the notification to be the first to listen to the next episode. Bye-bye.